Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1619. How do we know we are in a committed relationship? By Alicia Janey of modernlovecounseling.com. Hello, everybody, and thanks for joining once again here on Optimal Relationships Daily. My name is Greg Audino. I am your host and narrator here every single day to read to you from some of the best relationship blogs online. And let's get right to it today as we dive into this post from Alicia Janey and start optimizing your life. How do we know we are in a committed relationship? By Alicia Janey of modernlovecounseling.com. I've noticed throughout my work with couples that one thing seems to pop up and cause tension, conflict, and or disconnection between partners. This lurking dark cloud that slowly creeps into session that I speak of generally involves sensitivities around commitment. So then, what signifies a committed relationship, you may ask? It doesn't matter if they've been married for 25 years or have just simply started dating. Couples often report feeling an imbalance of commitment within their relationship, which is usually based on an absence of a label, event, or a feeling. As you can imagine, This can cause some insecurities and some resentments, and even in some cases, separation. Specifically, as a millennial generation, we are generally waiting longer than any other generation to settle down and get married, have children, dive into the ultimate level of perceived commitment with a partner of our choice. We want to focus on our independence, our passions and dreams first. We want to be the best that we can so that we can have the best committed relationship in future, right? We may have certain goals and expectations for the future, but we tend to get mixed up when we get into a committed relationship that has gray boundaries, or assumed agreements on the future, or our current relationship's security. This sense of independence we strive for, although extremely empowering, also has huge impacts on how open we are with each other, and how uncomfortable we tend to naturally be at relying on one another. I sort of generalize it like this. It's as if we have our lives mostly together, but are expected to have all of it, and we subconsciously hide that small piece of us that feels scared, lost, and afraid in order to find a match. We then establish a relationship with a partner who is interested in this person that we portray as without having any issues. But then, in order to eventually get closer, we can find ourselves needing a higher level of commitment in order to fully feel secure in figuring out and exposing the other parts of us that we know are there, but definitely can't advertise on our Tinder profiles. This can get very complicated, 
and it could possibly build our relationship on deep insecurities and a shaky foundation right off the bat. We then can become so focused on needing a higher level of commitment, like a label, event, making of plans, etc., that we don't realize we push away any opportunity to actually tend to building intimacy and vulnerability naturally, which is required to sustain any authentic commitment in the first place. It's as if we feel these events will fill all voids and worries that exist within ourselves, thus creating the perceived natural safety that comes with knowing your partner isn't going anywhere. The biggest question is, how do we know we are in a committed relationship? Is it possible to feel secure without living together, without a ring or marriage, without a mutual home or investment or children, etc.? Do we need these things in order to allow our authentic selves to be exposed or to be accepting and secure in ourselves? My sense is this is what it really comes down to. Because I have seen this issue spark in all different couples at various stages of their relationships, i.e. they are experiencing a big rupture that has taken place, which has destroyed trust, or a couple being together for a few years with one person needing a proposal, or they threaten to abandon the entire relationship, I have noticed that many people aren't feeling secure in their relationships because they aren't aware of, or not wanting to work on, their own insecurities in the first place. This may sound harsh, but it's my belief that in order for a relationship to be fulfilling, passionate, safe, and secure, it's essential to have two people who are willing to be vulnerable and self-aware. This includes the other person in the relationship that is being perceived as less invested. They need to also dig deep within themselves to discover why these labels, events, and or feelings may be causing discomfort. And it's important for them to also be honest with themselves, as well as with their partner in regards to their comfort, needs, and fears too. We all have our own attachment stuff come up from childhood and previous experiences and relationships, traumas, emotional insecurities, etc., that tend to affect our needs and fears. Our stuff that we bring into our relationships, knowingly or unknowingly, can cause a lot of emotion and sometimes reactions and behaviors that we aren't too proud of. We don't want to show this to our partner. We don't want to accept this about ourselves. We want to avoid, create a quick fix, and live happily ever after. The reality is, if we don't sit with these emotions and give ourselves the opportunity to understand why and how they are impacting ourselves and our relationships, then we will inevitably run into this problem eventually, whether it be this partner or another one. I have seen, and personally experienced in my dating years, the avoidance of icky emotions and the lack of self-acceptance manifest in all sorts of different ways that can cause even more conflict in the relationship. Then, sometimes, even after these committed events have taken place, we may still find ourselves feeling more insecure and confused because the security of our commitment didn't just magically appear or sustain. The reality is, we may never really feel secure in our committed relationship if we can't feel secure in exposing ourselves, flaws and all, and being accepting of them without these external events and labels taking place. When you can dive deep within yourself and expose your needs, insecurities, fears, and feelings, it's my belief that you will communicate non-reactively, thus more vulnerably and effectively. If your partner is safe, this will allow them to really hear you and not just react to your defenses and their perceived demands. This will actually allow the two of you to work as a team 
to solve issues and discomfort together, which will then foster intimacy and safety and security that you feel yourself craving. Unfortunately, no wedding ceremony, number of anniversaries, down payment on a home, etc. can do that for us authentically and long-term. And to be clear, I'm definitely not saying that these events aren't representing commitment. But the point here is, if you feel you need a higher level of commitment in your relationship and are experiencing backlash from your partner, you may be digging in the wrong hole in an attempt to find it. So, we need to feel security and acceptance in who we are before any of these serious life events that are perceived as higher level of commitments can fully be appreciated and mutually respected. We need to water our own grass and tend to our own gardens before we can expect the flowers to grow. Finding security and acceptance in ourselves is the ultimate level of security, and this will only hold the necessary space for a mutually committed and fulfilling relationship to develop, grow, and sustain. You just listened to the post titled, How Do We Know We Are in a Committed Relationship? by Alicia Janey of ModernLoveCounseling.com. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And a big thank you to Alicia for this post. Really, really important one too. You know, we definitely have a nasty habit of using life's landmarks to gauge our statuses or our commitments to things. And oftentimes this is done so that we don't have to deal with you know, the ambiguity of our feelings. But relying on these landmarks certainly makes for a hollowed existence, doesn't it? We are not just a list of descriptors. We're not just married or homeowners or whatever. We're in between the cracks. We are shades of many things. You know, we're certain and we're uncertain. And all of that can be frightening. But until we sit with it all, we're letting events define us more than our true selves. I like how Alicia mentioned that we shouldn't vilify these things. They are important, and they're not the antitheses of feeling. But they should be byproducts of feelings that we're already in touch with. And I think that's the point. Hopefully no one got lost in this one. Yeah, it was a bit meta compared to what we're used to, both in the post and probably in the commentary. But sometimes it needs to be. Time to get going, everyone. So thank you for being here. And again, I hope you enjoyed this episode, even if it made you work your brain biceps a little bit more than usual. Have an amazing rest of your day, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits.